if you're an established designer and you're looking to take your business to the next level, or maybe you're feeling a little bit stuck and uh, not sure how to market or sell your services and whether you're going around in circles and throwing spaghetti at the wall, I want to let you know that we have a new program available. It's called Clients. It's a 10-week program working with me weekly to build your leads and get clients into your business. The link to join is in the show notes. We start very soon. So join the wait list and be first to know when we start. Hello and welcome to Interiors Insider, a podcast for the interior design industry. I'm going to pull back the curtain on the business of interior design. I'm going to share with you what's worked and what hasn't worked in my own business and those I've worked with along the way. Join me each week where I hope to inspire you to take action and follow your dream just like I did. With action, I believe your success is inevitable. I'm Kylie Tyrrell. I'm your host. Let's go backstage. Welcome back to episode 10 of Interiors Insider. Today I thought I would share 10 things that I wish I knew before I'd started my business back in 2010 maybe, 2010, sorry, is when I started and today I thought I'd share the most valuable lessons that I've learned since being in business, just in case there's one that may help you. And no matter where you are in your business journey, um, whether you've been in business, you know, five years, one year, you know, you're thinking of starting. Today, I think these 10 things could help you to start your own business or to think about if you are in business at the moment. So the first one is be you, just be you. It's taken me a while, but everyone else is taken. So just be really comfortable with who you are, be super real more and more these days, people want to connect with you. They want to feel a connection to the person. And it does, you know, as we hear that no like and trust factor. You know, when I first started business, I remember back in, you know, when I was first in my corporate days and also starting at Bunnings. For those of you who don't know, I was a buyer at Bunnings when they first took over McEwen's back in the day. I was one of the very few female buyers in a very male-dominated industry and, you know, I thought I had to look a certain way and act a certain way and, you know, most of my suppliers were men So, and I was young. I was like 27, 28, I think, when I first started there. So I was learning a lot as I was going as well. But, yeah, my biggest regret is probably, well, not a regret, but biggest learning was, you know, make sure that you – stay who you are. People are attracted to you because of who you are. And, you know, there will be people that don't like you and that's totally fine. You know, when you think about it yourself, there's people you connect with and there's people you don't. So don't get caught up in thinking you need to be someone different. You need to be more polished. None of that stuff really matters when you know who your audience is and what they need most. You know, I like colourful clothes. I like big earrings. And to date, it's really never been an issue. So if I could tell you one thing when you were starting out, it would be just shift your focus from how you look or appear or perform and really think about what your customer needs. 
okay, what your clients and customer most needs. Good business is all about helping people and assisting them. So it's not about, you know, who you should be or what you should be. So as long as you're helping someone solve a problem that they have, that'll hold you in good stead to move forward. The second thing which, you know, has taken me a long, long time to realize is there is more than enough for everyone. You know, there are a million people doing what we do in the world, but don't let that stop you doing what you want to do, okay? If we live in a constant state of scarcity, chances are we won't do what we, you know, really want to do. We won't explore those opportunities. So instead of worrying about what others in my industry are doing, I try to focus on solving the problems for my clients. I try to be of assistance and help my clients. So I want to make sure that I can offer them solutions. And while I'm being of service, you know, there's so many coaches out there, there's so many designers out there, but if you can find you in amongst that and you can realise that there is more than enough for everyone, you'll be fine. Very few ideas are original these days. So focus on doing the best job you possibly can for your clients and your customers and in your life and let others tend to theirs. So just keep that in mind. There is more than enough for all of us. We don't need to live in a scarcity mindset, but more of an abundance mindset. Okay. The number three is you don't need to be on every social media platform. Okay. I see so many small business owners overwhelmed by content these days. They just freeze. There's so much content. They get so self-conscious. But for me, Instagram has always been the social media platform that I've used. It's been absolutely amazing for my business when I was running Gold Chalk. It continues to be amazing for Interiors Insider. So find the platform where your clients are and use that platform and do it well, okay? Invest in one platform, do it well, and then if you have time, move on to another platform. So for me, that might be investing in Instagram, making sure that I have that the best it can be um, for the amount of time that I have, and then maybe look at another platform. For, for me, it might be Pinterest because I know that's where my clients are also hanging out. It is far more important to have a content plan and to do it well than to do many platforms and do none of them well, okay? Number four, craft your one-line message. People will ask you, what do you do? And they will switch off if you start telling them multiple, multiple, I call it a, a elevator pitch. If you can tell them succinctly in a sentence or two what you do and practice that sentence, it will hold you in good stead moving forward. For me, when I was doing gold chalk, I was an interior stylist and designer. And that really, that was such an open widespread thing that I could say that I was doing to people. So what I would say is I make houses look and feel amazing. That was my one line, my tagline. Okay. Now that it's Interiors Insider, it's I help interior design graduates and career change mums start and scale up their own interior design businesses. So you need to practice those. You need to look in the mirror, practice those one-liners and become really confident in saying them, okay? Have it down pat. If 
you confuse your clients or your potential clients or someone in the elevator, for example, if you confuse, you lose. So I usually like to say, have a quick one-line answer like, if you want a formula, I help. So who do you help with? What do you do so that you can achieve what? So what results do you help your audience achieve? So try it for yourself, think about it and really get that down pat so it rolls off the tongue and keep it interesting so that people know what you're talking about and what you're all about. Today's show is brought to you by our major sponsor, TM Solicitor. Tracy is a trusted partner of Interiors Insider. She partners with you to navigate your legal obligations and protect you and your business as you grow. So, so important before we even start our businesses and reaching out to clients that we are protected. You can find Tracy at TM Solicitor on the gram or tmsolicitor.com.au. Okay, number five, get your money up front. Okay, so there is no point doing this business if you do not get your money up front. So if you're taking on consultations, I believe, or consultations, the initial consultation should be paid for up front. It gives your client buy-in and it tells them that you're professional, your services are professional, can be automated, make it super clear on how they pay and why they pay. That may come through on your either your investment guide or your welcome guide, but get money up front. If they're engaging you for a longer period of time, then I always like to take 50% up front and then the balance either prior to completion or near completion. So I never get them to pay the balance after I've completed a job. Most important that you get payment, full payment prior to finishing any job. Number six, processes. Systems and processes, particularly in this business, but I have to say any business will equal less stress in the long run. If I find myself doing the same thing more than a few times, I look at creating a process for it. And if need be, I'll create templates and I'll try and streamline things. Now, I haven't always been the best at doing that, but I do know that if you want to scale and you're a one-man band, you're going to need systems and processes in place, okay? So, for example, instead of going back and forth a million times to set up an initial client call or consult, You might just have an email template that your VA sends out or you send out with a calendar link in it so that they can book it directly and you can take payment directly from that link also. So anything that you do more than once, if you're doing it a few times, I would highly suggest putting a system and a process in place. Number seven, invest in help. Sometimes I say invest before you are fully ready But, you know, for me, that hasn't always been the case and it doesn't always work. But if you can invest in some sort of help, so whether that be, you know, your first investment may be a cleaner, it may be your bookkeeper, but anything that's going to free up time for you so you can get your business fast-tracked is going to benefit you in the long run. So for me, the biggest ones are that I would highly encourage you to invest in or explore investing in is a cleaner for the home that's going to save you time, an ironing lady, if you can get one, how amazing would that be? A bookkeeper, definitely bookkeeper accountant so that you're not bogged down with that. That doesn't mean that you don't look at your financials. You totally need to be looking at those daily, 
look at your bank account daily, see what money's going in and what money's going out. And as soon as you can, I would invest in a VA, someone that's going to assist you to run the everyday parts of your business and free up some time. And then maybe someone to help you with your branding and making that look amazing as well. So invest in help whenever you can. Number eight, it's never too early to build your brand and your audience. So even if you haven't got your services and pricing guide set up, your investment guide, I highly suggest that you start building your audience. If you're dealing with clients already for, you know, whatever reason, start taking their email addresses and start building your email list. Because as we know, the platforms we work on, we don't own those. So we want to make sure that we've got as much contact with our clients as possible. Start building your email list and your social following well before you're actually delivering a service, okay? Because people need time to get to know you. They need time to trust you. It can also create that scarcity to work with you as well. So, you know, just start showing them who you are, what you're about, what you do on the weekends. And then by the time that you are ready to put your services out there, you may already have banked up some people that want to work with you. So yeah, it's never too early to build your brand and your audience. Number nine, vent outside of the home. No business runs 100% smoothly and your partner does not want to hear about or probably, you know, although they do care, they don't really understand how interior design businesses work and they're probably not going to listen to you 100% of the time venting. So what you can do is try and cultivate a crew you know, your own network that you can bounce ideas off, ask questions of, vent about, tell them about clients or jobs that didn't go the right way or, you know, how they how did they deal with that and what can they offer you to help. When I say vent outside, I don't mean, you know, you create a group of people where everything's just talked about that's not good. I think you also need to talk about the positive things that are going on in your business as well. And that, you know, you are really able to pull that together, but also make sure that you're not using that to actually just always be negative. Use it as a positive way too, okay? So, you know, while business coaches like me can be great, nothing beats having a like-minded group of people that you can talk to and bounce ideas off as well. And that way it will save your partner as well. Ten, experience is the greatest teacher. So no amount of listening to podcasts, reading books, going onto YouTube or Google is going to help you or teach you as much as actually doing the thing. Growth is messy and, you know, it's not going to be perfect. So don't worry about being perfect. All you should be worrying about or all, you know, I would highly encourage you to think about is just moving forward one step at a time, okay? Whilst I'm all about planning and preparing, there's only so much that can be done before you just have to take that leap of hope. There's lots of workshops you can attend, but these things are nothing if you don't actually implement or take action. So if I could say anything for you today, make sure you're taking action. And even if that is imperfect action, because that's the only thing that's going to move you forward in your business. It is never going to be 100% perfect and you're never going to be 100% ready. So that was my 10 
point is that if I was going to start business again, what would I do? What would I keep in mind? And so I'll just give you a quick summary of those again. Number one, be you because everyone else is taken. There is enough for everyone. So keep that abundance mindset always top of mind. You don't need to be on every social platform. You don't need to be doing all the things. Number four, craft your one-line message. It's going to be really important and it's going to really help you um, to grow your business in the future. Number five, get paid upfront. Nobody wants to have clients who don't pay. Six, processes equal less stress. So make sure you set up your systems and processes. If you're doing something more than once, set up a system and process. Invest in help as soon as you can, even if that is a cleaner, bookkeeper, do whatever you can to outsource as quickly as you can. Number eight, it's never too early to build your brand and your audience. You should be doing that continuously, building your brand and building your audience. Even if you are busy, I highly suggest you keep doing that because this is what keeps us busy and moving forward. Number nine, vent outside the home. So find yourself your business besties. You know, Interiors Insider has a membership exactly for that where you get a buddy So, you know, make sure that you are surrounding yourself with amazing people who are helping you solve your problems and not adding to them. And experience is your greatest teacher. So dive in, don't wait, take imperfect action. And lastly, I would just like to finish off by saying, just be a continual learner. We are always learning in our businesses and the industry and business in itself is changing rapidly. So you need to be kept up to date with what's going on. You need to be kept up to date with the latest trends. Now, whether you do those and implement them is another thing, but it really is the secret source to surviving in business in the long run. You need to make sure that you are up to date with what's going on. You know, you know what the the latest trends are. You know where you know, what's happening next, what's the latest thing on Instagram or, you know, how are people listening to it? Is it AI? What is it? So keep up to date and have a group that you're involved in, a like-minded group. I think those things will absolutely hold you in good stead for future growth. Okay, until next week, thanks for being here today. If you've got something that you'd like to add on or send to me or get in contact, send me a DM on Instagram interiors.insider. I am more than happy to answer any questions. And if you've got an episode that you'd like me to cover, please send me a DM also, and I'll cover that in a future episode. Have a good rest of the week and I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me today on Interiors Insider. If you'd like to learn more about what I do, head to the website, interiorsinsider.com.au. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love you to take a moment and review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a design colleague. That way we get to help others on their design journey. Thanks again and I'll speak to you next time.